Welcome to the Dietitian Connection podcast, a show about nutrition, dietitians, and their success stories. This podcast, hosted by Kate Agnew and Marie Ferguson, will empower you to realize your professional dreams by giving you access to our global community of dietitians. Through our conversations with nutrition leaders, we'll educate you, inspire you, and help you create more impact as a dietitian. Welcome to today's Dietitian Connection podcast. My name is Marie Ferguson and I'm the founder of Dietitian Connection. And it's such a pleasure today to have two amazing women with us, uh, Lucy Allen and Tonya Barr from Straight to the Source. I know dietitians, you're all foodies and you're going to love to hear from Tonya and Lucy today. Um, They are co-founders of Straight to the Source and Straight to the Source takes you to the provenance of Australia's finest ingredients and diverse growing regions. Tonya and Lucy have over 20 years experience in the food industry and what they do is design, create and execute behind the scenes regional food tours all over Australia for chefs, hospitality professionals and dedicated foodies like us dietitians. And their purpose really is to cultivate connections and the understanding of the story behind our food system. We were first introduced to Tonya and uh, straight to the source with from Terry Lichtenstein from Food Bites at the Melbourne Food Industry Nutrition Group. So we're very grateful to have been connected um, with Tonya and Lucy from straight to the source. So welcome and thanks for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. you. So we'll kick off and I would love to hear both of your stories and how you came to work together and I'll start with you, Tonya. Sure. Um, Lucy and I were doing our Masters of Gastronomic Tourism through uh, Le Cordon Bleu and Southern Cross University, and we actually became study buddies. We were, um, we were online, and, and it was actually really interesting because Lucy went by her married name, um, not her maiden name. And so online, we were asking the similar questions, and we were sharing information, and we just really connected. And, and then we decided to meet for lunch one day, and we, we um, just hit it off and we realized we had so much in common and, and um, through the work that Lucy was doing and the work that I was doing. So we decided to, um, to come together and, and work together on Straight to the Source. And, and then um, we met again and then Lucy came on or sent her children on one of my junior foodie tours I do at the, at the farmer's market. And then we had lunch again and I gave her lots of red wine and I said, please come work no, I'm joking. But um, yeah, so that's how that's how we connected was through the Masters of Gastronomic Tourism. And then we've just evolved from there. Would you mind just giving a little brief background um, prior to your story at Straight to the Source, Tonya? Sure. Um, so I moved here from, from San Francisco and I always wanted to be in the food industry, but um, going and in, in, in going to culinary school in the States wasn't an option. So I worked for a software company and I was an international sales and marketing manager for that company um, for almost 10 years. And then when I moved to Australia, I, I decided to take my skills and education and experience in sales and marketing and, and apply it um, to the food industry because I was always, I was very much drawn to it. So I was the biggest foodie you ever saw. And um, so I researched the market in Australia and I found a gap in the condiment sector um, for condiments. So sorry, for um, mustards and pickled garlic and sun-dried tomatoes. So I set up a company called The Condiment Connoisseur and I started importing these products from Gilroy, California and also um, Napa Valley mustards that were made up in um, 
up in Oregon. And then I was also looking for a seafood sauce. And, and the, the common denominator with all of the products that that I had is there was no preservatives. They were all natural and they were, um, you know, made with real ingredients. And I couldn't find an American style seafood sauce, you know, the one with horseradish and mustard seed and Worcestershire and um, that didn't have um, sodium benzoate um, or a preservative in it. So I decided to make my own. So that's where I really started. And that's how I got into the food industry is creating my own seafood sauce and then finding a contract manufacturer and selling it through um, David Jones and Coles and barbecues galore. And I set up a distribution company and yeah, it kind of, it kind of all just kind of grew from, from really a seafood sauce, making it in 200 gram containers, spraying adhesive labels on it and um, yeah, getting it out there. Amazing. And Lucy, I know you, your background is a restaurateur and I um, would love to hear a little bit more about what you've done yeah. in the past. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm from the UK originally and I came over to Australia on a working holiday visa. Um, I'd been working in restaurants in London and had just completely caught the food bug and, and that was um, you know, definitely going to be my focus as a career. But I wanted to travel before I you know, settled down in the UK. Um, so I headed over to Australia and through um, a series of opportunities ended up working uh, for Neil Perry in Sydney and that's really where my eyes were open to um, produce and you know the, the connection of the producer um, and telling that story through the meal and bringing the whole sort of diner's experience to life through uh, the knowledge of the produce that we were serving. Um, I had met Luke Mangan in the UK and we were offered the opportunity to open um, restaurant CBD for the Maryvale Group. Um, so we opened, and, and that was their first uh, experience in the sort of multi-level um, dining and drinking um, uh, sort of setup, I guess, that they've really become pioneers of in Australia. Um, we opened restaurant CBD to great acclaim and as a result of that, we were, um, went on to open our own businesses. So I ended up owning and operating three restaurants in Sydney with Luke and uh, through that had an amazing opportunity to um, basically teach our staff that dining experience doesn't just start at the door and finish when they leave. It's really about what happens in the menu coming together and where we source our produce from. And that's how my journey um, really, really took off. Um, Luke and I had 100 plus staff at, at the point that we had um, three restaurants running. And as an internal incentive, we started what has become a national awards program called Appetite for Excellence. Um, and that's a, a national awards program for young hospitality talent. And as part of that, we put together a produce tour opportunity for our national finalists. And that, again, was my first um, experience of taking um, young hospitality professionals sort of out of their kitchen space and out to meet producers and realised that that's um, where a lot of inspiration lies for our industry. So it was an incredible um, moment in time when Tony and I connected um, over the Masters of Gastronomic Tourism. My life had taken a bit of a step away from the restaurant industry and whilst I was no longer working 
and operating sort of within restaurants, I was still very much involved in the food world because I was working with Delicious Magazine on the Produce Awards. And so when I met Tonya and as she said, we realized we had this common passion for um, driving those connections and, and telling the the, the story of the produce behind the food that hits our plates. Um, we came to work together on Straight to the Source. So um, my background is front of house, um, not as a chef. And that's, you know, where I think Tony and I bring a fantastic complementary set of skills to um, Straight to the Source, which we can talk about a little bit later. But that, in a nutshell, is, is my background. Amazing. And it's great to, you know, have the chef and the front of house and obviously the customer service piece is so important as well. And I know you bring that into Straight to the Source. So tell us a little bit more about Straight to the Source and what inspires you to do the work that you do. So um, just to back up maybe a little bit too, when I, with the condiment connoisseur, when I built that business up and I sold it, it was later that I did go to culinary school and um, continued my passion with cooking. So just to kind of fill in that little piece a bit. So I am a qualified chef now and I just kind of did it all a little bit um, not straightforward. Um, but with Straight to the Source, what's really fantastic about it and what inspires both Lucy and I to, to do the work we're doing is really, it's the educational component and it's also the connection. Um, can, we're giving industry an opportunity to, to go into regions and really get in, um, get a real understanding of what, what goes into the products and the ingredients and that they're using in their kitchens every day. And, um, yeah, inspiring, giving opportunities for chefs to be inspired, but, um, be educated and connected. I think that kind of sums it up in a, in a nutshell. Um, we research at great length, um, each tour and no two tours are the same. So the work we do is quite, um, targeted and we do get asked quite often to do, um, you know, cul uh, culinary holiday type experiences. And that isn't where our, our passion and our dedication lies it really it really is within the food service and hospitality sector thanks Tonya did you want to add anything Lucy no I think Tony summed it up um, beautifully <laughs> so we're going to be offering our lucky dietitians unite attendees the chance to go on a straight to the source tour later this uh, in our um, dietitians unite may next year just wondering if you could take us on the journey of one of your experiential tours and, and what guests might expect yeah, absolutely. Um, well, as Tony just touched on, no tours are ever the same as Straight to the Source, um, which uh, is mainly because food production from a producer's perspective is often never the same. And so, in a, in a, um, our tours take people um, to experience food production from a producer's perspective. And what's really important about that is that we have in general become very disconnected from our food sources. Um, you know, supermarkets are incredibly uh, convenient, but they um, don't tell the story of how that produce made it into the store. And so what we do is we try and get people out of their kitchens, their offices, their, their normal environments where they might source, prep and serve food and take them out um, to have a behind the scenes 
hands-on interactive experience of how either a particular ingredient or how a region grows food and brings that to our tables. So um, as Tonya also mentioned, we do an enormous amount of research and what we're very um, uh, focused on is making sure that we understand um, what the producers would like to achieve out of interacting with chefs and hospitality professionals. Um, and the overall objective is to start a conversation between uh, the people that grow the food and the people that source the food. And what we found through those conversations in the past is that producers understand how they might be able to do things differently or sort of change small things in their production process to better suit the end user. And likewise, chefs understand that they could do things differently in the way they source food and the way they understand seasonality. So um, it's really taking people on a journey of understanding food from the producer's perspective is probably the best way to sum it up. And, and just to add, add to what Lucy just said is the moment we, we have our group, Lucy and I, we leverage off our own um, experience. And so the moment we have the group, we're constantly, whether it's, it's back of house, front of house or what have you, we as professionals ourselves are adding value to the experience and we're curating from the moment we pick up until the moment we get back. So it is very much, um, as Lucy said, um, you know, providing the experience with the producer, but also what happens in between those moments is, is extraordinary. And we've seen it time and time again. And chefs and, and industry professionals, when they get back from one of our trips, there's so many touch points that we cover. Um, it's really hard to hone in on just one element. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about, about our, our tours, really. It's a, the, each tour becomes this organic, beautiful melting pot of, of information and inspiration and education. And we all contribute to making that happen. I love how you're, you know, taking us all back to where food comes from. I think it's so important these days. Um, yeah, especially in Australia, because I think one of the big challenges is, you know, the distribution network. And it's really, it's, it's much more, it's much easier to understand that when you realise where some of these farms are located, um, you know, and then understanding that, we, we, as I've said, we've seen it time and time again. We've seen chefs who have changed their buying patterns because they've suddenly mm. had this understanding of how that food makes it to their kitchen and how they can work better with the producer for everyone's benefit. So, mm. yeah, we, we see some really positive outcomes. And, and also they often work in their own silos. You know, chefs, you know, they're, they're you know, long hours and 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 you know, they're in their kitchens and for them to actually be with like-minded, you know, chefs. I mean, we get chefs that are incredibly experienced executive chefs down to second year apprentices, but predominantly they're, they're with their cohort. And, and that's, um, that's, that's not something that happens very often for them. I think you've outlined pretty clearly what, how your tour differs from other tours, but was there anything else you wanted to add that makes you stand out? Yeah, I think that um, the only thing I would add to that is, I mean, as we have touched on, we, we bring um, a long depth of experience, hospitality experience to what we do, and we really put a focus on education as opposed to, you know, sort of um, gastronomic um, luxury experiences, I guess. Um, but I think a really big 
uh, point of difference is that we don't have any stakeholders. So we make the decisions about who we visit and why we visit. Um, the education that we're giving is not led by any um, necessarily any other objective. Um, it is genuinely focused on professional development, education, connections. And I think that's quite unique. And we haven't come across anyone else in Australia that's doing something in, like this in this space. So I think um, we'd be fairly safe to say that the, we're the only people running these kind of tours in Australia. I'm hoping we've got, well, I know we've got all of our dietitians super excited now for now <laughs> to get a taste of what you, what you offer. And I can't wait personally to come along. You both work a lot with chefs. So can you take us into the daily world of a chef? Cause I'm not sure that I know many of our dietitians or becoming more so um, are dual qualified as chefs and dietitians, but most of us, you know, have no idea of what it's like to work in the kitchen. So could you share right. in the daily world of a chef? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, we do work with a lot of chefs and, and me being a chef myself, it's kind of funny because um, I cook, but I mean, I cook in like paddocks and barns and on boats and, you know, it's not a day-to-day -day, um, restaurant life, but the chefs that come on our tours come from all, all um across across the spectrum so they might be large um, restaurants or they might be cafes or, or institutions or what have you but I think it's safe to say that um, if you were going to generalize that the hours that that you know you're, you're in there you've got to worry about your food costs staff retention you know your menus seasonality you know there's all of those elements are still everyone has to to work with those. So I would say from a chef's point of view, they, they are in their silos. Yeah, well, I'm not a chef, but my perspective of watching chefs work and having worked in restaurants that I own and operate and therefore I have to be very much across the costs. I think every chef, whether they're fine dining or high volume or a small cafe, um, as Tony just touched on, is, is dealing with... Um, food costs and staff retention. And within those sort of daily parameters, it can get very difficult to be creative um, because food in Australia um, is not the cheapest uh, part of, of a restaurant business. Um, quality ingredients aren't cheap. So the challenge to put the best quality meal on the plate and keep all those costs in line, I think is, is a daily reality for all chefs. And I think that's why... Um, what we do at Straight to the Source is so important because we're building that value equation for why it's worth buying quality produce, um, you know, a bit for the flavor or the nutritional value. Um, but as we start opening chef's eyes to those producer connections and local supply, it, it, it creates a point of difference for them. And I think it also creates a, a source of inspiration for them. So I think it adds something different to their daily world. Um, and I think chefs also, um, you know, in terms of what they do is, is they're very powerful in demystifying ingredients and showing um, how you can eat fresh local produce at home um, in simple and easy ways that are quick for the family um, and, and give people tips and tricks to be able to avoid the more packaged and processed foods. So, well 
said Lucy and also I think um, telling the story you know they they you know from a chefing perspective you want to be able to if you can tell that story through your menu and then through front of house as well um, that's that's a wonderful thing and and more and more chefs are wanting once they know the story then they can from a creative point of view um, share it and that's something that we've seen again and again um, as a result of chefs coming on our coming on our straight to the source tours. Mm. So, as you said, Lucy, given there's so many sort of stresses and pressures in the chef's life, um, dietitians often need to work closely with chefs. Can you suggest some tips on how we can best approach and work successfully with chefs? I think that the from a from a chef perspective, um, I think the understanding of nutritional value um, through the foods that they're using is probably not something that is um, always top of mind for them. And I think that what chefs can learn from dietitians would be a a much better understanding of, of the nutritional value of the meals that they're putting together. And I think chefs could assist dietitians in understanding how simple, quick meals can be put on the table with fresh seasonal local food. Amazing. Did you want to add anything, Tonya? No, I think Lucy just summed it up beautifully. Excellent. So hopefully, um, you know, I think, as I said, dietitians are starting, we're definitely foodies, so it'd be great if more and more of us become chefs as well. And I think um, being able to be in both worlds or at least Mm -hmm. knowing the tips to work with other chefs is, is very helpful. Going to talk now about future trends in the food and culinary space. Um, what are you seeing in terms of what's coming down the pipeline, Lucy? I think um, it, it, it's been a buzzword in in the sort of food and media for quite a while now. But I think that local seasonal food, so localism, really, I suppose, from from the aspect of a trend. Um, is only just at the, the start of a, a much bigger understanding of people um, looking more locally for their um, source of food, be it through farmers markets or um, uh, buying from shops that aren't big supermarkets but are a more sort of specialised bit of butcher or a fishmonger. Um, I think that, you know, within the industry there's a lot of people um, training to be to, to learn butchery skills and to learn, you know, more in-depth knowledge of how to use the whole fish. Um, and I think that that's just going to drive um, people's understanding of how to use whole foods in a, a more uh, cost-efficient way um, at home. So I think people are going to start realising there's a huge source of food around them if they just know where to look. Um, and I think seasonality is just going to become more and more of a, a focus for people. Um, would you agree, Tonya? I would. And just to add to that, I'd also say traceability, you know, genuinely knowing where your food has come from and the source and, you know, the soil in which it's grown. Nose to tail, you know, limiting waste, especially in packaging and the production of our food alternative milks i mean oat milk is becoming quite quite the ingredient that's being used you know in ice cream and yogurts and you know alternatives alternative proteins so i see a lot of that both in straight to the source and in my consulting work as well and it's it's evident that is definitely the world is heading in that direction lucy i'm 
really um, in awe and, you know, would love to actually get to one of these delicious produce awards, but how did you become involved and can you chat to us about, you know, how amazing the quality of produce is in Australia? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, the Delicious Produce Awards, I've been involved in it for 10 years now, so I've really seen its um, evolution from early days, which has been um, an incredible uh, journey to take. Um, I actually got involved in it when um, I stepped away from uh, owning and operating restaurants um, and uh, still wanted to be involved in the food world and I was offered the opportunity to um, take on the, the project that was the Delicious Produce Awards. At that time, um, people weren't really engaged with um, Australian produce and producers. Um, you know, fine dining still very much focused on uh, French cheeses and, you know, Russian caviar and... Uh, Overseas ingredients were, you know, sort of what was the mark of luxury. So it started off as quite a small um, project and, and it was led by uh, reader nominations. And, you know, we used to get sort of two to 300 nominations a year. I was um, tasked with growing the awards and growing awareness of it. And what I've seen happen over the last 10 years is just this incredible engagement from consumers with food, but Australian food and Australian regions and um, the produce that um, Australia is growing. And um, what we can, what we know is that Australia um, has some of the finest ingredients in the world. I mean, it's been incredible to see some of our produce awards winners um, as they've come to um, notoriety through the awards, uh, have the opportunity to export and now be considered, you know, some of the best ingredients in the world, which is pretty incredible. Um, so it's really been um, the, the whole purpose of the Produce Awards is to get people to know their producer and understand where the food that they're eating comes from um, and just really engage with the fact that um, we also really need to support our farmers. Um, if we don't look after our farmers, they're not going to be around for very much, you know, for, for, for long enough for us to all benefit from that. Um, they're the people looking after, as we've just touched on, the soil and the environment. Um, you know, they're an incredibly important part of not just the Australian economy, but everyone, every single person's day-to-day -day life. And that's, I guess, you know, the underlying message um, uh, of the Produce Awards is, is know your producer, value your producer, seek out their produce. Um, and in terms of, you know, the importance of quality produce, I think it comes back to what we were just talking about, which is uh, it's the, the producers that do well in the awards are generally the ones that have a more of a sort of so, slow food focus on what they do. You know, they're not trying to grow things in volume at intensive levels. They understand the value of soil and nutritional and seasonality, and that comes through in flavour. Um, so it's just this really, you know, beautiful celebration of people that are growing incredibly um, uh, flavoursome food and that's because of the way that they grow it. I think it's never been more important than now to support our local Aussie farmers with the drought and absolutely yeah, I'm sure they're all doing it really yeah. tough. So, yeah, if we... And the climate strike the other day, you know, really brought focus to how many people are engaging with that mm -hmm. and understanding that and how important it is, yeah.
Yeah. Definitely. Mm. And Tony, just turning back to yourself, um, you talked a little bit about the Condiment Connoisseur earlier. Um, what was your experience in creating, you know, such an amazing business and then actually later selling, call it your baby? <laughs> um, yes. Well, going through from concept to market, um, you know, that was a, when I think back of, of how I did it and why I did it, I, I'm, I'm really pleased that I was a, had the opportunity to create a product and also it's allowed me, I mean, at the moment, I mean, I work with a lot of producers and, and because I've been there myself, I know to take a product and with the tamper, you know, with working with the food technologists and labeling and packaging and distribution and all those elements, I, I can relate to it firsthand. So in, in the space I'm at now from a consulting point of view, um, it's, it's, it's been fantastic. And I'm really glad that I um, was able to sell it. Not, you know, when I got bought out, it was, it was a kind of a double-edged sword. I was quite sad because I felt like um, it was um, something that I had grown from, from nothing, but also it's opened up other doors and it's given me an opportunity to go to culinary school and to do catering and do all these other things that just add tools to my toolbox. But from a business point of view, working with the producers now, it's, um, it, it's uh, yeah, it's fantastic that I've had that experience. And both of you have over 20 years of um, industry and business experience. Perhaps I can start with you, Lucy, in terms of what are some of the key things you think you've learned about running a successful business? And then I'll come over to you, Tonya. Yeah, Tonya and I were talking about this earlier and um, uh, we both um, agreed on, I guess, the first point that we came up with, but I'll let Tonya share that one. <laughs> but I think the other, the, other than what we talked about earlier, the other thing that I really learned when I had the restaurants was um, it, it's all about being part of a team and I think that's you know, a bigger message in the hospitality industry as well. Um, as we talked about earlier in the conversation, um, when you're working in your day-to-day -day business, you can be quite isolated and... You know, the team that you work within, be it just um, a small team or a large team, is, you know, such a big part of your day, day-to-day -day when you're working, but surrounding yourself, um, you know, with uh, a good team and a, a people that you um, can really just uh, enjoy being with day-to-day -day is a really big part of um, running a successful business, I think. So it's not necessarily always about, the skills and qualifications that people have, but it's just about that team dynamic and, and you know, the people that you're spending a lot of time with is really, really important in business. Exactly. I mean, you know, you surround yourself with like-minded individuals and, um, and also individuals that you respect that have, you know, different skill sets as well. I mean, we, we can't be everything to everyone. And um, I think with Lucy and I and Straight to the Source, we have a strong foundation. We have a, we have a very strong um, work ethic and values and um, we stay true to that. And we enjoy what we do, you know. So we, we, we love the work we do and we put a lot into it. And, um, and I think that's, that's the key to success as well surround yourself with like-minded people and 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 yeah and enjoy yourself because um i think that's that's part of it too and i think it shows on our tours that we do enjoy the work we do and we and yeah that's why we do it so i was going to say that you know when you enjoy what you do the the passion 
sort of oozes out of you. And that definitely is the case with both of you and what you do at Straight mm. to the Source. You can just feel the energy and the passion of the, and that you love bringing everyone to the produce and, you know, sharing that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think the spin-off of that is, and, you know, realistically you have to be mindful of money because your business has to be viable, but you can't be driven in my mind, a successful business is not often driven by the financial outcomes or the gains. It's actually about, you know, the passion and the vision and the spin-off of that is that generally people engage with that and the business is a success. And most businesses, I think, in the, you know, in the most recent years are definitely purpose-driven and, and that's clearly yeah. what yours is, yeah. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your backgrounds and the amazing work that you do at Straight to the Source, I thought I would just end with, and I know it's going to be very hard for both of you, <laughs> um, but what is your most favourite food experience to date? And I know that you would have had hundreds, so this is probably yeah. the most challenging question of today. Well, we were discussing this earlier, and it is the most challenging question of the day because we have had so many. But for me, it was very much um, one of the tours we did. It took three years to get off the ground and or to bring it all together. Together. And we cooked with this beautiful indigenous community in Seduna uh, at the, in South Australia um, in the Arab Peninsula. And that to me was extraordinary. The, the community came together. We, you know, we cooked and we shared and the conviviality, conviviality about it was extraordinary and the educational component. And then when we left, the broader indigenous community came and had a feast as well. And it was authentic. It was real. And it touched, it touched my soul. So um, that would probably be my favorite if I had to pick one. I can yeah. just picture it. It sounds amazing. Mm. Yeah, it was a very special experience. And um, I mean, my, I wrote a long list of, of favourite food experiences that go back to, you know, very young memories of, of experiencing food. But weirdly enough, um, one of the experiences I'd like to share is actually also a straight to the source one, which was um, Tony and I had the incredible opportunity of, of uh, we were engaged by Visit Victoria to take a group mm. of um, the world's 50 best chefs and food media on a regional food tour and we took them out to the Grampians region and um, we actually tailored what is normally a two to three day tour into um, a one day tour because their schedules were so crazy so that was just a challenge in itself um, but just to see how um, Oh, just to see the wonderment and the absolute, you know, uh, how much these people enjoyed this day and how much they engaged with the experience and with the region and with the food. And, you know, it was quite a simple experience in many ways, but it had so much depth to it. And, and you know, we told them a lot of stories about the, the producers that were involved in the day. And it really, I mean, you know, Tonya's um, American, uh, I'm English and, you know, we had these people from all over the world and it just takes experiences like that to realise how lucky we are in Australia with what we have here. Um, but that was an incredibly memorable experience that, you know, I'll always um, uh, keep very close to my heart. Mm. And I think for everyone it's often, it's food that does create memories. So you talked about your earlier experiences probably as a child yeah. Uh, Lucy there, yeah, everyone has those childhood food memories and I think, yeah, any, any of the amazing times that we've shared with people I think have always involved food. So 
Absolutely. It It brings people together. Yeah. And it does drive the soul, Antonia. So Mm, absolutely. So I hope with our conversation today that dietitians have their taste buds watering. I have no doubt that they do. And I hope that you're able to join Tonya and Lucy from Straight to the Source and the Dietitian Connection team after Dietitians Unite next year in May and um, experience one of their wonderful tours uh, for yourself. Um, So thanks so much again for being with us, Lucy and um, Tonya. And we also look forward to hearing from you again at... um, Dietitians Unite. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to see Tanya and Lucy speak live at our upcoming event on the 1st of May 2020 in Melbourne, you can find out more and book tickets at dietitianconnection.com slash du2020. Again, that's dietitianconnection.com slash du and then the number 2020. There you'll also find information about the delicious food tour. Join us and straight to the source for a hands-on session focusing on slow food in a fast world. The importance of provenance in the food that we eat and the art of fermentation to preserve nutrient-dense foods. We'll see you next time on the Dietitian Connection podcast.